it's time for everything in Potteration, because sometimes the internet can be too much. Welcome back to another Toasty episode. Where today we're talking about Mortal Kombat, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, what are we talking about again? Um, Mortal Kombat. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, and, and, and who are you? I, I, am, I am Colin Sparling, but sometimes I wish I was Scorpion. Mm. Uh, and, and I'm Robert, uh, and, and my soul still burns for Mortal Kombat. Isn't that the wrong game? Oh, right. Sorry. Um, I'm ready for the next battle in Mortal Kombat. I'm okay. Daily. My favorite fighter is Ryu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to make, I don't know. I was like, I was like, should I go Dragon Ball Z? I was going to throw out Goku or Vegeta. I don't know, man. I couldn't. I couldn't take it. Welcome to everything in Potteration. We're talking about Mortal Kombat. There's a new the movie. movie that came out over this past weekend, Mortal Kombat 2021, as we're going to call it, because there's there's so much, so many things called Mortal Kombat that it's like it, it can get super confusing. There's like 18 games in the series now. So we're just going to make and that distinction. Movie. And another movie. Um, and we uh, we all watched it. But mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to before we jump hardcore into this uh into this 2021 mortal Kombat movie i do want to take care of some housekeeping things um so mr david portnov here we are <laughs> he heard my he heard my call out to him last week and boy did he it, did david have words to say so i'm gonna uh he sent us a lovely wordy email about uh my calling him out about his taste in yakuza games um yeah and me telling him can we set that up a little bit more? Because in our last episode, right? Colin was like, yeah, cool. Cancel culture, whatever. I need to fucking call out David right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I straight up like, I think I spent like a good five minutes just telling David about how his, his Twitter bio, he contained the wrong opinion about Yakuza games. Um, and so I told David Portnov in a long-winded, in a long-winded way, that basically Yakuza 5 wasn't the best Yakuza game, even though I like Yakuza 5. Um, and to that, David responded via email saying, Hi, everything in Potteration crew. I'd like to clarify my stance on Yakuza 5. I recently <laughs> listened to the call out and I thought I owed everyone an explanation. As a caveat, I've only played maybe five to seven hours of Yakuza 7 so far. It being a full turn based RPG, JRPG, excuse me, has caused me to treat it like one and just not finish with the intent of coming back to it someday, whenever that may be. I've really I, I enjoyed just, what I, I've played so far, though. I do want to clarify. You don't have to clarify to everyone. It's really just Colin. He's the only one who's angry yes. about, about this. I Yeah, I don't mind what Yakuza <laughs> game you like. <laughs> yeah, David's over here like, well, let me set the record straight for like, no one get it twisted out there. You are uh, valid, David. Because I'm literally the only one probably judging you on the planet for this. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so basically after that, it, throughout this email, David goes into his long and nuanced take of Yakuza 5, which I really appreciate. And I did read all of it, David, but, um, a lot of people out there probably aren't going to know anything about what you're saying if they don't play the Yakuza games, but I let, I just let you know as a Yakuza fan, I really appreciated it. So I'm going to skip ahead towards the end. Um, so he says, ultimately, I'm just arguing opinion here. I genuinely don't care what anyone thinks of the Yakuza games. I'm happy to be wrong if I'm wrong. Yakuza 6 also has me questioning Yakuza 5 in my number one spot. I think I'm due for a real reevaluation of the series pretty soon anyway. 
I haven't played Zero and Kiwami since launch, but I have watched Let's Plays of both games in their entirety last year. Anyway, get the tissue box ready for Yakuza 6, Colin. You're going to need it, Kyodai. He's not that. wrong. Brother. He's not wrong. Yakuza 6 has a pretty, pretty oh, good story. Okay. I like my boy Cosmic Kiryu a lot. I had to get this out before I forgot about being called out, so I will be finishing the Cancel Culture episode later. May or may not also have things to say about that. Regards, David Pornum. Thank you for writing in, David. I really appreciate it. And yes, I was calling you out about your Yakuza opinions, but don't let that change you change your feelings on Yakuza games. If you really like Yakuza 5, it's perfectly okay to do that. I'm just saying that you're your wrong. opinion is wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're just saying he's wrong. I'm just you're saying not you're wrong, wrong, but you're wrong. You're not wrong, but you're wrong. In Colin's world, <laughs> you are wrong. Yes, exactly. Um, Yakuza 0 will forever be my favorite Yakuza game, I think. I think part of it's just nostalgia at this point, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I had to... <gasps> uh, had to continue this this saga between me and David. Um, yeah. And curious tune, to see what you have to about have to say about cancel culture, though, if you do follow up about that. And tune in next week where we argue about whether Yakuza Four is even a real Yakuza game. Am oh I God. right? He does this talk is... about he does talk about how you know. I think he does say he doesn't like five as much as four. Do we need to get you guys in the ring? Like fight Maybe. this out in the alleyways. Tell, in the alleyways, exactly. F- no, I, a fatality. I'll, I'll oh, come armed with a bicycle, you know, heat moves and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, wanted to follow up on our job hunting episode. Um, and this is this part's going to be a little bit self-indulgent, if if I'm being honest. Um, but I just wanted to say uh, that as a follow up, I know we talked about at the time that uh, I was still unemployed. I think, yeah, Daily was still unemployed. And we talked about that at the time, right, Daily? That was a big part yeah. of like the job hunt episode. And spoiler alert, I'm still unemployed. <laughs> yeah, but thank, th- thankfully, um, things worked out and I was able to find a job. And I just wanted to follow up by saying that, like, it took a long time and it's fucking rough. And I feel you um, out there. But like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it'll happen eventually. You just got to be persistent. Mm. And this wasn't a thing where, like, I got a job because of like a referral from someone which I came really close because of that. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, and I've like interviewed because of that. It was actually just the job that I just decided to throw my application at that I ended up getting. Um, and so if you're feeling discouraged out there, just please put in a- another application. Even if you don't want to, it'll happen. It'll happen. And also look back at your resume and make sure you're applying to the jobs that you feel like most strongly suit your resume. That'll help out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you can make bill gates your dad that probably helps just you know yeah make yeah. him you're my father <laughs> you're my dad now yeah yeah money certainly Forcibly. helps um yeah so i mean that that was a what like eight month thing for me so i mean that was it was really long okay and so like i i understand i'm still kind of like recovering <laughs> and recuperating kind of like this is what it feels like to have a job this is weird um Financial security, that's great, isn't it? Embrace um, the weird. Yeah. Yeah. So uh keep on pushing, you guys out there. Um and then lastly for housekeeping, next episode, we're talking about Attack on Titan. So if you guys have Yeah. Um so if you haven't gotten caught up on Attack on Titan, you might want to do this for do that for this next episode because we're probably getting into sto- uh, spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so be excited about that. Attack on Titan is taking the internet by storm. 
trending like crazy on Reddit. Um, also, a lot of controversy around the manga ending. Haven't been spoiled. No spoilers here. But apparently, there's a lot of people don't like it, and some people do like it. And what? To, to clarify, opinions. opinions, right? To clarify, we're not going to be going into the manga. When we say no. get caught up, we mean the anime. So yes. season four up through episode, what is that? 12, part one, right? 16. Um, that's that's it. So we are not going to be uh, finishing um, the manga yet. Like we're, I mean, maybe we might revisit like talking about Attack on Titan when part two comes out in December of 2021. But for now, just catch up to the end of part one of season four. Yeah. And to be clear, it's not just going to be like a straight up spoiler cast. It's it's going to be um, some of the it's going to be about some of the themes in Attack on Titan and how the Internet has kind of tackled those. I don't know if I want to spoil what the episode's about, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be vague. If you have been following Attack on Titan for the past few years, you've probably seen an opinion piece from Polygon in 2019. Um, and that that opinion piece has resurfaced since season four has been airing. Uh, so take that for what you will. And we'll talk about that next week. Awesome. Yeah. So Attack on Titan, be ready for that next week. Um, but that's it for housekeeping. Next up, let's get into it. Mortal Kombat 2021. I want your thoughts. What's your hot takes? Is this is are we into spoilers yet, or are we into uh, just holistic? We don't have to do spoilers feels. yet, but I want okay. I want just like hot and cold hot takes. Uh, Good movie. I I'm lukewarm on it. I think. There are moments where it's pretty good, where it's like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. And then there are other moments, and by that I mean mainly mainly the main character, kind of, um, where I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, um, I definitely felt like uh, that there was overall information I was missing as far as like needing to better appreciate the characters that were on screen. Like, I didn't have that uh, deeper nostalgia having come, like, new to the franchise. Um, that said, it definitely explained itself very well. Um, I was like, okay, so there's other worlds. We got this tournament. This guy is bad. This guy is good. This is who's on what side. This is how you get the powers. Duh, duh, duh. Um, it, it was very easy to follow. I guess it didn't get tripped up on its own lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I thought it was a fun movie. But not much beyond that. I mean, I don't think it even really takes advantage of the source material as much as it possibly could. Um, given that, like, you know, since the 1995 movie, for instance, they've just had a lot more lore built out ever since then because back then i think that movie came out sometime after like mortal kombat 3 and by then i mean the lore for mortal kombat was essentially like interstitial loading screens between fights and right in those arcade games you know it wasn't until 4 that they actually had tried to have like some sort of cohesive story you know with cutscenes and blah 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 um so yeah I, that in that sense it kind of left me disappointed but i ultimately enjoyed it for what it was it was fun. I don't think the plot went much of anywhere. Like by the end of it, I really felt like a lot of it really was like kind of putzing around until fights happened. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Not to spoil specifics, but like, yeah, it 
ultimately, um, I'm going to watch the sequel, but I hope they do more with it. Uh, it was definitely framed to be like this is the first of many like yeah. here we're getting our main characters set up and the whole idea of the like tournament and stuff um yeah. but i i think it could it stood on its own pretty well though yeah it's yeah, very yeah. clearly like the beginning of a mortal Kombat cinematic universe i don't mm. know if that's going to be the future of it necessarily but I, I guess I would be interested in seeing where it would go from here because I think it can only get better, I hope, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but it almost like by the end of it, I can almost see the argument of like, why not make this a series? You know, like I yeah, uh, Zach had the same thought. He was like, this should have been a mini series. And I, I don't really see that myself. I thought it was good as a film, but I could see where. It could be a miniseries where that would allow more room to get to know each and every character since they're so unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think from here it could be a good miniseries. But I agree with you, mm. Daily, that this movie as it is, is like, this is a good starting point. Mm. Yeah, it, it is a good starting point. And it, but it definitely suffered from that, like, where this is mainly here to set up a sequel. Because when you transition into the third act, it doesn't really feel like you're transitioning into the third act. You know? Like, it, it kind of just... You get to the the like oh I guess this is the last fight and then it just ends. I mean the third act is like five minutes and then it ends, which yeah uh, that's that's kind of I mean that's not generous enough. Maybe it's like ten fifteen right, but it's like it's it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Especially if you're like a really diehard Mortal Kombat fan, the third act is exactly what you're what you've been wanting since the trailers kept popping up, right? Yeah. Um, so it just kind of feels like. Uh, a lot of anticipation, and it, it the payoff is fine, but it almost doesn't feel like it's enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I so I think uh, as a a movie from like a movie fan perspective, this movie uh is not great in that like the the experience watching it was uh like the some of the sometimes the special effects were. A little iffy, like the, all the stuff with the ice was awesome, but the, the stuff with the blood was was a little uh, shaky. A lot of it looked like very much After Effects type thing. Um, and also, I could not, I just couldn't get over the editing in this movie at all. Mm. Uh, like the editing was so bad um, to the point where I felt like we couldn't spend more than like two seconds on a shot before like cutting to an, another shot. Um, and there were some scenes where there was just straight up continuity errors. Or like what character would be looking one way and then in the next shot they'd suddenly be looking another. And mm-hmm. I it was stuff like that just throughout the movie. And during fight scenes especially, uh, it was every so often they just, just chopped it the hell up. And it was it was just very distracting for me. Made it kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's it is kind of a shame, right? That for a movie literally called, you know, Death Fight, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what it's all about. Yes. Um, but they spell it wrong, right? the The fighting doesn't really feel as good as it could. No, um, it feels very like 
um like they, they had to do so many takes to nail the choreography right but they couldn't do it all in one take so they're kind of like chopping up like this one second clip where the, that part of the fight was really good and then jump to this next one and this next one um it's very like it's a commonly used tactic in a lot of action movies uh nowadays especially like big block book blockbuster hollywood ones where there's like a fight scene where you have to see the scene from every angle um and it's usually every angle interstitched like one second after the other and i don't know why it's so popular because you almost never feel the impact you see the thing that will cause an impact but then you don't Mm. feel it because there's no follow-through it just cuts to the next moment right yeah Uh, so those parts of the fight scenes kind of are like they're fine they could be better it can be a little distracting it just it it all just gets that payoff of and then they do the cool fatality at the end like that's that's where the big thing like that that's the reason you're here you know yeah yeah i, I wasn't sure how far they'd go with like the fatality stuff either but i i was surprised i was both surprised at how far and also how conservative they were with the fatalities if that makes sense i was almost expecting this movie to be gorier than it was um like it was still pretty gory and there's a lot of blood in certain scenes, but it definitely wasn't like on the level of the games by any means. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, with, with finding in this movie, something like mortal Kombat, doing that movie in 2021, I expect almost fighting on the level of something like the raid. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Yeah. That's uh, I, I, the, I'm blanking on names right now, but the, the, the fight choreography in that movie is top tier. Like, like super high end, just, you know, they, they have very professional stunt people, people that are well trained in martial arts and stuff. So I'll I'll say those caveats, but those movies aren't super high budget either. Well, the one thing I would say about it, too, is it's not just well choreographed scenes. I think there are some pretty good choreographed fights in Mortal Kombat, too, Mm -hmm. where it comes is the raid lets the camera linger where you see each hit have that follow through right where like the stunt people are properly reacting and you like really believe like that dude just got fucking decked in the face yeah um so and the editing you know just it just lets that simmer and lets you feel it lets you see it and lets you enjoy it and revel in it almost in a kind of macabre way Mm -hmm. uh in mortal kombat it's kind of like look he's throwing a and then he throws a kick and then he's doing a flip and then he just punch and then he does a kick and then he got knocked over and then you know it's just like it's so fast that you don't like you're seeing just little bits of a fight instead of a fight. Mm. It's very uh, exemplary in that first fight, um, which is probably the least climactic of them all. Because without spoilers, it's just a boxing match. It's yeah. an MMA fight, um, and it does. There's angles all over. Angles, angles, angles. Mm-hmm. Lots of angles. Lots of cuts. Quick cuts. He's on the ground now. Don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, they there were there and there was also times in terms of like, you know, more it being based off of Mortal Kombat. Like we said before, there's a huge ensemble cast to pull from. And there were times when I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that character to be there to be there. And there was also some times where I'm like, where is this character? Why aren't they there? You know, or yeah, or they like kill off certain characters like super quickly and others not so much that don't matter as much. So Definitely. I mean, there's going to be a sequel and have themselves an out for like basically anyone to come back. Um, mm. So it's not, not a su- super huge hang up, but um, also some of the character choices were just 
a little bit questionable. Like, were they really on brand for that character? Uh, especially mm-hmm. now that, uh, again, they're working with a lot more lore and a lot more filled out characters now than they were with the 1995 film, given that we've had several games since then, technologies excel to where they can actually have story modes in these games and try to tell like a story filled with lore and give these characters personality. Um, so I don't know. It was just really interesting that they would divert with some of these characters as much as they did. Mm. Yeah. I I think that's, that's one thing I did want to make clear. I don't know if I should have saved this maybe for the spoiler cast part of it, but the character work and the story are probably the weakest things in this whole movie yep. i know we've been ragging on the fight scenes a lot and it's really weird because you open this up saying like this is a fun movie it is a very fun movie in the same way like fast and furious is a fun movie or like if you don't think about it too much you know it's mm. it's fun um and mortal Kombat's in the same vein but if you really try to analyze it with a critical lens it it falls apart in a lot of points or a lot of uh like you have questions about the plot, like why did that happen? Why didn't they do that sooner, etc. Um, the characters feel often like caricatures, or just like like you will, like their bio only has one sentence. Um, and while I was stewing on my thoughts for the movie, I couldn't help but think like. So I'm a big fan of Red Letter Media. I don't know if if y'all know them, the YouTube uh, folks, of uh, a bunch Ooh. of older Midwesterners who. Uh, the, like they review the big you know blockbuster movies but then they also do these series called best of the worst where what they do is they watch really bad shitty schlocky b movie c movie things things you would never watch probably ever right and then they watch it and they somehow turn it into content where it's funny to watch these people rag on those movies and i've never felt so spiritually close to understanding <laughs> what they go through when they watch a bad movie and have fun with it until this i feel like this is in like the mortal Kombat 2020 is in 2021 is in that same vein of like man this is pretty bad but man is it kind of fun absolutely yeah i mean there's all there's a, a lot of like sure why not moments like what mm. like yeah this is ridiculous it doesn't make any fucking sense but okay it's i mean it's fun i guess um and also like for some reason i mean kano is the best character in this whole movie and mm. he's like oh he's like borderline audience surrogate throughout this movie and that's what i love about him <laughs> i have hot takes you have a hot take i have hot takes i but we got, i gotta wait till the spoiler section yeah but it, it, hot takes. it's saying something that i found kano of all characters if, if you know mortal Kombat, saying kano is the best character in this whole movie is like saying something about like the overarching mm. quality of a lot of the characters in this movie you know he just kind yeah. of he kind of carries like the first I don't know half of the movie two thirds of it in my opinion. Mm. So yeah, we'll get into him as a character later. Yeah, uh, I think honestly we're kind of at the point where we should maybe move into spoilers because I feel like there's just a lot. I mean, at least on my end, there's a lot I want to talk about that. Yes, is yeah. spoilery. Um, so maybe just here at the end we should just be like, if you haven't seen the movie and you've listened this far, would we recommend watching the movie? Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I would recommend watching the movie, but like, even if you're listening to this without having seen the movie, I think you're still going to have fun with it. Even if you don't want to watch it or fun with this podcast, I mean, because it's one of those movies that it's extremely visual anyway, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. by us spoiling it, I don't think you're going to be like missing out much. Like you're, 
yeah. you, you're gonna you're gonna go watch this after the the episode and you, you'll still have a good time so mm-hmm. yeah 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 i i would it's say a good time yeah it, it's very fun but i would say like if you have no connection to mortal Kombat ever I don't know. I, like you know, you're not missing out too much. Like this is a movie definitely made for Mortal Kombat fans. Yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs um, in here. Yeah, it it does, but because it's so geared toward Mortal Kombat fans, there's still some issues where I'm kind of like, if this was for Mortal Kombat fans, why did you fuck this and that up? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's definitely like a guilty pleasure sort of watch to me. It's very much like, you know, you're watching it because you're already invested. Not really like. Mortal Kombat is the secret Oscar winner of 2022 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely not going to run any words. It's a schlocky, fun movie to watch with your friends or by yourself, if, especially if you need a good laugh. There's a lot of there's a, a lot of comedy in this movie. Very, very, mm. com- very comedic. Um, and, and a lot of times very self-aware, too. Like, it kind of knows what it is. Um, mm. And so, yeah, getting into spoilers, like if we're going to get into spoilers, dun, you can do the dun, music. Dun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. We gotta have a music break, so... Music break for spoilers. Yeah, so at the end of the music, it's gonna be spoilers, so if you need to hop off, get get out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's a line. Don't don't get over here. and we're back (laughs) okay wait first up first things first get fucking over here why this japanese man has been speaking exclusively japanese (laughs) and has even said i don't understand your words but i know why you're here says get over here at one point he learned english in hell uh facts First of all, I get the sense daily you've been kind of like bursting at the seams up until now <laughs> to like talk about the language issues in this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about language oh issues. My God. It's not just Scorpion either. Sub Zero too, right? Like Sub Zero. So he's he's Chinese. He speaks Chinese, and then in the beginning when he like meets up with the family, the the fucking you know Tanjiro's family, because the beginning is <laughs> yes, basically Demon Slayer. Demon um, Slayer. <laughs> when he meets Scorpion's family, he like threatens them, and they're like, "I don't get it." And he's like, "Oh, let me speak Japanese for you." And then he does I'll it. Right? Japanese, and, and then, then he does so, so you understand and it's believable right that he's like okay he's a chinese assassin but he learned the language of his targets right and yeah. then when he fucking stabs hanzo he's like in english for the Liu kang and it's like yeah. what the f- what did he just for say the, that for, in wait chinese? you mean for the link way no it's for Liu kang it's for him it's now for fucking Liu kang for the link way yeah and it was like <laughs> like <laughs> I laughed out loud at the part. I was like, there is literally no fucking reason why you should be speaking English right now. Zero. Zilch. There was one time where it would have made sense to speak English and he didn't. And the whole message was dropped because he didn't. It was when um, after Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight and Scorpion wins and he's about to go back to hell because that's where he was and in the Nether Realm because haha, Nether Realm Studios. Um, and he was like, continue on my bloodline except in says it continually in japanese and fucking cole young born and raised presumably in gary indiana no, south side south chicago, chicago yeah which is gary indiana at that point but it's like all right 
I don't speak Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but <okay>. all right. <laughs> so I have grandfather. <laughs> I have to ask daily as I presume a major fan of Gary, Indiana. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was going through your head when they were like, <laughs> when Jax was like, hey, Cole, I need you to go to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna die. <laughs> I mean, it looked like Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Like, I won't lie. It looked like Gary, Indiana. Um, and the amount of ruckus and gunshots and uh, fighting noises, it's pretty, pretty accurate as well. So um, I can't complain about uh, set casting, <laughs> set design, set mm -hmm. scouting. I don't think they filmed in Gary. <laughs> yeah, I... Dude, this movie is just so all over the place. Like, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, this this main character, first of all, don't like him at all. Like, he's terrible. Yeah. He's terrible. Who is he? Uh, Cole, right? Cole, Cole, Cole Young. Young. Who is he? Who's Cole? He's, he's I, the a, entire time we were like, is he supposed to be? Who's he supposed to be? He's supposed to be someone, right? He's, supposed he's to an be. OC. Yeah, yeah, like. He's a fucking OC. He's a, why did they? Okay, it's fine if you want to get, like make an OC for a Mortal Kombat movie. That that's cool or whatever. And they're trying to do this whole thing where he's a descendant of Scorpion, and they're, tr they're and as a Scorpion fan, like Scorpion's my main when it comes to Mortal Kombat. I love Scorpion. Like that's cool. It's a cool concept because it just gives an, us an excuse to talk about Scorpion some more and see him more on screen. And the battle between you know the Lin Kuei and and the uh, Shida Ryu um, is is awesome. Um, right. Can you explain that to me? Because I was like, I don't know what these yeah, are. They're, yeah, they're basically the two battling clans, but for some reason, that. I don't know why you have like a clan. I don't know what the context is when you have like a big clan from China also battling it out with the Japanese clan. Like China came all the way to Japan to have to have a spout. Because at first I, I was know. like, Colin, oh, it's the Colin. That's literally the plot of Yakuza Two. <laughs> so I don't know how you can be like, I don't get it. <laughs> But I, okay, but that makes more sense though because it's like basically modern day. This is like feudal Japan, and like that, like what a thousand years in the past or something like that. Like, yeah. so this this occurred in the seventeen hundreds. Was that it? Six, I don't remember. I think sixteen. But regardless, it would would have made unfortunately more sense if it was japan invading china and being like sup assassination time but we had the opposite in this uh and i didn't understand i guess like what's their beef well wait, their I beef is just that they're different clans yeah well w would that make more sense because i thought back then it was china that was like taking over everything like it took over korea around that time i think oh yeah I just know we were like from from the 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 opening scene. I think it's about three hundred years away from not three hundred, but like two hundred years away from the Sino-Japanese War. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I mean, logistics aside, I mean, I don't think they're really taking that into account with this movie. Obviously, right. I, I it just it it's a big stretch to me that like a specific Chinese clan right has a beef with a very specific Japanese clan. I you needed know. I needed the explanation of like what's the beef? I don't like need, just I don't say know. it like we've had beef for a thousand years. That's all the line. I, I don't know. I, all mm -hmm. I know is they have a feud, and Sub Zero comes in and just kills Hanzo, soon to be Scorpion's family. Like, okay, something's going on here. We don't know, 
But um, Hazashi Hanzo, which is different from Hattori Hanzo. Right. Yeah. And so, anyways, the the main character is like the descendant of Scorpion, and they explain that by him having a birthmark, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that looks like the Mortal Kombat logo. Right. It it's your quirk. Well, that that says you have a quirk, and this is where I'd I'd like to say this movie is like My Hero Academia. For some reason, it feels very that because Louis Tan Stop. plays Cole Stop. Yang. Stop. Why is that real? Because <laughs> he's Deku. He's fucking Izuku Midoriya. He's like, I don't have a quirk, but I'm still going to work hard because one day I might get my quirk. And then obviously they get quirks in different ways. But that's that's all Cole is, is like he can't awaken his quirk until his family gets threatened. And, you know, Cole, I'm, I'm sorry, because I'm sure Louis is a fine guy. He seems like a great actor and all, but. He did not have a great script to work with here. All of his lines no. were super stiff where I'm like, if I were in his shoes, I would not know how to act this. And then his power like really sucks and is unexplained. Yes. He has the Black Panther suit. Question mark. Yeah. It's like and a, also Tongfa's. Yeah. He's, it's like a, a Black Panther wicker basket suit. That I'm not really sure if it like stores energy and repels because I think he only does it once and they don't explain it well or show it well. And then he basically gets Baraka hands like, you know, TLDR. It's basically Baraka sort of. Yeah. Punchy bl- spear thingies. Yeah. Tongfa. I don't know if they brought on like Ed Boon, the, the creator of Mortal Kombat, as a consultant for this movie or not. But like. Yes. They certainly didn't. I don't know if they consulted with him about his design, but his design is so damn bland. I was I was waiting for some kind of like helmet yeah. thing mm-hmm. to come up because two of the most prolific characters, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, both have like the helmet and the mask thing going. Right. And so I was waiting for him to like inherit that from Granddaddy Scorpion. Yeah. But he didn't. I, I mean, I, that would have been better than what we got. I mean... I don't know. It, it it very much felt like they were in the writing room, like Puss around. Like God, man, we just really can't figure out what the fuck to do with this main character in terms of his quirk. It it, yeah. I, it just feels very uninspired. It's it's interesting too because Colin, you said earlier that Kano wound up being like the audience surrogate. Oh, absolutely. Because he was actually like one being like, "This is bullshit." Like, what? There's like magic now. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, your hat is spinny. Yeah, ha, my, ha, my ha. favorite moment is um, when Liu Kang puts his hand on Kano, Kano's shoulder, and he's like, "The fuck?" <laughs> yes, that was a great moment. But I don't want. I I I guess I objected um very strongly to the continual like oh he's funny because he's australian and angry um which was his entire character was that he was australian and angry um it just felt like he was like a the australian deadpool except Mm -hmm. he also makes like sexual harassment jokes on top of it i don't know that just stuck with me the way that uh he talked to sonia and it was like nope can't be charming anymore you you went too far this isn't a fun flick anymore when it comes to you yeah it's just it it's weird in that like i mean i don't i don't know much about kano in terms of like his lore in the og mortal kombat games and etc but a lot of his vibe feels like they needed johnny cage 
without actually putting Johnny Cage in the movie because they want to save him for the sequel. So we need Kano to play Johnny Cage. Because Johnny Cage is that, he's that similar, um, I don't think he's that sexual harassy, but he's that similar, like, I'm going to joke about everything. I'm funny. I'm like Deadpool. <laughs> What's going on, right? Yeah. Like, like one of his fatalities is like, he uppercuts someone and then they like, ah, that wasn't a good take. Take two. And then he uppercuts them again. And it, you know, it's because ah, it plays yes. off his Hollywoodness. Yeah. And I feel like if Johnny Cage were in this movie, he would be the comedy relief, uh, which it would explain why now that Kano's dead, even though I'm sure he's going to come back because the gnome went through his eye. He's going to get a cyborg eye. He's coming back. Yes. But now that Kano's dead and they're going off to get Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage is going to be the new comedy relief. That's the vibe they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, Kano traditionally has always been like the bounty hunter who just like whoever ha- pays the highest amount. He doesn't. He just sides with them. He's kind of like neutral right. in that way. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, he's definitely supposed to be like this gruff sort of like definitely not a good dude, but he's like so ridiculous and like comedic. He's like he's just a fun yeah. character. Um, and that's, I, f- I just I feel like we just learned more about him than any of Cole, especially, yeah. certainly yeah. learned more than Cole. Um, you know, we know that Kano has, he has hobbies. He's an artist. He's working on a graphic novel. Um, he cares that his face is messed up. Uh, his beautiful, beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know, like, his past enemies. Whereas, like, with Cole, we do, we we come to know that he's descended from uh, Scorpion and that he has a lovely family. And that's uh, it. he he boxes and does MMA fighting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, with Cole, it's like his his stakes are his family, right? Uh, he's Dom mm-hmm. Toretto in that way, and it's just to me so boring because like that is the most basic stakes you could give a character because you know you don't have to make too many logical leaps to understand why someone would care about saving their family. Right. Yeah. Like even if if you're someone who comes from a broken household or like you grew up without a dad or whatever, it's like those are just sentiments that are in society enough where you kind of like, oh, I get it real quick. Um, So I feel like they didn't really set up Cole's family much. I don't remember his wife or stepdaughter's name. Um, All I remember her. Okay, is it that was the other question I had. Is it his daughter or his stepdaughter? I think step. Oh, because at the end, I was convinced not step. Oh. I, don't know. I, it, I don't dude. Know. It, at first, I was convinced step, and then I was not convinced dude, step. No if, step. If that, for the first like twenty minutes, thirty minutes of the movie, I was trying to figure out whether or not that was his girlfriend or his his daughter. Because I was like, mm-hmm. this shot, she looks like pretty young. In fact, I think she might be too young to be his girlfriend, but I couldn't really tell what the relationship was. And then it wasn't until the older woman had actually kissed him, I was like, oh. That's I think it's Allison on. and Emily. Emily being the daughter. Yeah. Or stepdaughter. We don't know. And the, <laughs> I don't know. The first like 20 minutes or so, like I, this movie was giving me almost like Power Rangers vibes, like a show that was like it has like a kind of cheesy script, but it's like super clean. And then they show like Outworld for the first time. They just smash cut to Outworld. Yeah. Like out of <laughs> fucking right. nowhere. Like, oh, I guess we're going to see what Shang Tsung's up to now, guys um yeah that was the moment i paused and i went into the next room and i was like jordan why does outworld got beef 
I don't know why anyone has beef. Everyone's just got beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone has beef. And like the way that they set up Cole and his family, like they're, they're wholesome people. And then you see, you know, his family again in the latter half of the movie. And, he, and his wife's just like, yeah, fuck this. Fuck that. Yeah, we're getting the fuck out of here. I'm like, what? Like, I thought she was just like this wholesome. They, they made her out to be like this wholesome Christian woman. Nah, that was, like, oh, I really don't like to see you moment. fight, Cole. I don't like to see you in the cage and, and, and bloodied and... But I'll let my daughter. Yeah, yeah but also <laughs> She's fine. We just but watched, she can. We just, we just watched Cole, like, cut the head off and and di- like dis uh disembowel this four armed monster <laughs> later in this movie, and they're like, we're just totally cool with that now, I guess. Like he just yeah. decapitates his shove, shoves his tonfa through the dude's eyeball, um, and yeah, that's that's totally fine. No, uh, no recompense there, I guess. Yeah, I will say Goro looked pretty good in this. I dug. Yes. I mean, really, I think yeah. most of the CGI in this in this movie looks pretty good. The only pain point for me was like some of the blood in some places. But like, I mean, when you look at Goro's face, I mean, I got a very Thanos vibe from it, but it still like mm. looked believable. It was like, oh, I believe that monster is there. You know? Yeah. The the weight of him, the mm. uh, way that he hit and the way that he picked up things and moved them with utilizing all four arms it it was good it was good good I stuff i was not expecting like the level of special effects in this movie like i really wasn't yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think they were going to be nearly as good as they were um but yeah like goro felt very present he was interacting with a lot of the em- environment and they made it look really real like he was there um yeah mm-hmm. that was i was really impressed by that and like i mentioned before the ice effects especially during the last fight between uh sub-zero and scorpion were fantastic like Oh, yeah. all, all over the place. They they did a hell of a job. I don't know if it was a mix of like CG and prosthetics or what, but like all of it looks extremely real. Um, yeah. So that I was taking it back by, and I was saying while watching the movie, it's like I can't wait till Corridor Crew gets their hands in this movie and breaks it down because I think they'll have a riot yeah. of a time talking about some of the stuff in this movie. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. It's it. I think a lot of Sub Zero's effects were fun, especially like the way they use him. Like he's kind of almost a horror villain. Like yeah. I think about that that scene, like uh, when they're eating at that restaurant, right? And then you see like the window start to like crackle yeah. up with, with ice, right? And then it starts snowing, um, and then Sub Zero just like creates ma- basically a massive hailstorm, and all of that ice looked fantastic, and just how it like destroyed mm-hmm. everything, and yeah, it was pretty rad. It's July though. It's July. Yeah, I was. But it's July. I was like really confused. He was scary. Confused. Like when it first started snowing, I was like, wait, they're sitting outside and eating when it's like snowing outside? Like it's so cold. Haha. Guess what? what? It was actually, guess yeah, what, Colin? Sub Zero. And uh, yeah, and also. He showed up at the house too. He was scary at the door. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like that one frame, <laughs> right? It's like like, a, like half a second where you just see him at the door. Here's. Yeah. Behan. Um, yeah, I. I I also really thought the um, what do you guys think of the, the character designs? You know, because it is as a movie based off of a fighting game. I feel like character designs are a really important touch point, you know, because mm. these are iconic characters. And so the way that they look in this movie, I, I feel like can have a big effect as to like, you know, just big, big impression. Yeah, Good I- shit. I think I liked most of the character designs. The ones that um, were the most boring to me were Cole's and Reiko, the big, the big dude, the Shao Kahn wannabe. Who the fuck was Reiko? I don't think he was in any of the games. He might have been in the older ones, maybe. 
Yeah, he sucked. He was he was definitely like just like I don't know, get make a big guy with a hammer and make him look kind of alien, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely the one that uh sh- stood out as far as like you didn't take as much time here. Yeah. But I thought, I I thought I would be like this is stupid like what are you fucking wearing you look like a ninja running around here but i thought everyone's outfits worked for what they were doing mm. um the only beef i had i'm gonna use beef a lot today beef. the word beef is the word of the day guys um or combat spelled with a k everything was spelled um, with a k i love that they called that out <laughs> that it's like but this isn't even spelled right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sonya mortal was like, combat yeah, they gather four points mortal combat and cole's like that's not even they spelled it wrong (laughs) that was one of his best character moments and it was there and gone Mm -hmm. uh very frustrating but um overall uh everyone fit into the world that they had created and i don't know if it's just that uh marvel movies had made have made me less sensitive to ostentatious uh outfit design but i dug it yeah yeah me too i mean i thought so i mean i thought sub-zero and scorpion's designs which you know arguably the two most important characters the whole movie i thought their designs were awesome even at the beginning of the movie when they were just still in their geese and like uh you know time period clothes that that was pretty cool um the demon slayer section yeah exactly uh i think the the ninja designs especially for scorpion loved love scorpion's design if i had one hang up with sub-zero's design though i thought he his getup was too dark okay because i several oh, I times facts. um I for for Anyone who's like a big Mortal Kombat fan, several times I thought he was noob, noob Cybot mm, instead of right. Sub Zero because he was so dark and he was engulfed in black smoke. So that I was like, he's it's obviously noob Cybot, right? But it wasn't. It was he's gonna Sub Zero. He's, he's gonna have a new outfit in the next film. That's the theory going around. It's like, oh, that's why they had this design and they're waiting to unveil the next design. Oh, is that true? True. Huh. True Zero. Yes. That's what I've seen around. Um, I see. But obviously we don't have... I don't think the next movie is being worked on yet, if it's been greenlit. Well, apparently this movie's doing super well. Um, I mean, this movie came out with a, a budget of $55 million, and what we know of it's recouped $22 million over this just this past weekend. That's just box office. So this movie... Oh, that's just domestic box office. That's just domestic box office? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's domestic... International brings up the 50. Yeah um oh okay that's good to know i well i was also gonna say like it's it's hbo max so it's also hard to gauge how much money it's made because of its hbo max release i don't know if that's gonna be public information at any point but that's that's kind of a disclaimer there um but I, I saw a lot of articles going around saying the movie's done extremely well and a lot of people are talking about it um we're yeah. talking about yeah it. we are and like i do want to say a lot of people on top of that hbo max thing i mean you might be wondering hey everything in potteration why aren't you talking about demon slayer mugen train because I mean, spoiler alert, I I would rather have watched that. Um, but, you know, there's that that thing going around outside that uh, makes going to theaters kind of scary still. Uh, mm. So that that's why we're talking about Mortal Kombat instead, because that came out on streaming services. I got to watch it indoors in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we're saying release Mugen Train on streaming services quicker, you cowards. Uh, I mean, June. Keep an eye out on June. Yeah. Got to wait till June now. Um. But yeah, so uh, the, the but anyways, back to character designs. Uh, yeah, I thought they were good. I'm trying to think of anyone else's. Goro's looked great. Uh, I thought Kano was actually a pretty cool design. Uh, they don't have the cyborg guy or anything yet. Sonya was like Sonya's already always been a pretty basic design. 
Jax, they give him mech arms, but that's like his quirk. And I thought that was really strange. Did anybody else catch that? I was like, everyone else is like Arcana, but then he gets mech arms. How is that arcane? Like, I was kind of really hung up on well, that. Well, he had, he had like shitty mech yeah. arms. And then his actual Arcana was good mech arms. Becoming a transformer. Good mech arms. Yeah. Good mech I, arms. I mean, in the future, he can like shoot shit out of his arms, right? So I kind of, I believed it. That was just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the the whole and again, I'm not uh, very well versed on the lore, but the the way that they explained the Arcana worked for the film. Um, but I I see where they had to work harder to make that explanation because it's so it's not just like you'll be granted one of the four elements or like you'll be granted some kind of power based on this. It's like it could be fucking yeah, anything. They- it could be a laser eye. It could be robot arms. It could be. Uh, laser punches. Yeah, I mean they, they left fireballs. it super open-ended. open-ended. It's probably better because I want fireballs. It's, yeah, it's probably he wanted fireballs. Be- better because of it. Um, yeah, and <laughs> which also spurned one of my favorite scenes with Kano going, "Yeah, I got fucking laser beams. Fuck those pussy fireballs!" Like I love that. <laughs> so fucking that whole. By the way, whole egg roll scene. The egg roll scene was like my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> Oh, with Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Oh, yeah. Where they were sitting, they, uh, he's like, hey, pass me an egg roll. And they had, this scene lasts like 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, failure of a man. It's Kano's awakening scene, right? Like, that's that's where he gets his power, right? Um, I don't know. For me, I think my favorite scene in the whole movie, easily my favorite fucking scene, because I love how much it ties into the games, is the, the part of the training montage when it's uh, Liu Kang versus Kano. And they're just training, right? And then Liu Kang just does the leg sweep and it knocks <laughs> Kano it like down. four times. Yeah, he does it like three Spans times. It. And I love how the third time Kano still tries to jump over it and he still gets fucking hit by It's like so, like, you know when that, you remember when that happened when your brother beat you in Mortal Kombat by doing that stupid shit or something, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, that was funny. They, oh, I loved it. And it was it was kind of like dotted throughout the, the movie too. There was like the scene where Kung Lao was just like, come on, test your might. And it's like, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. There were definitely those lines where it's like, oh, oh, were you required to yeah, put that exactly. in there? <laughs> and he like puts his head back on flawless victory. And it's like, yeah. All right, dude. Kano wins. Kano wins. By the way, I yeah. think Kano does say that in the original 1995 movie, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, we'll say that. So the big bad in this movie is Shang Tsung. Makes sense. Just like the. It's going to get his soul sucked. Yeah, dude gets his soul sucked. <laughs> What I can't I couldn't recover from that line. Like I appreciate it when characters are like, "Yeah, this is what's happening," but simultaneously, it's just like, "All right." Yeah, I mean, we didn't have to tell us that that's exactly. And what was then they cut to like Cabal, which, by the way, huge shout out for them to including Cabal. Cabal is like a little bit of a deeper cut, and I kind of appreciate that they brought Cabal in, even though he was pretty short lived. Um, and his design was awesome. Loved like the mask mm. and that he, they had his hook swords and everything. But they cut to him and he's just like, man, I love the sound of someone getting their soul sucked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, to get into a more meta conversation about this movie, this was WB, right? Warner Brothers. Yeah. Well, and I've I feel like I've noticed them uh, being more like they're not trying to create the WB cinematic universe, but they own enough shit trying. where like they're they're liberally using those references oh yeah like yeah. like kano calls raiden gandalf at one point yes. and i mean he's he's like the vehicle for you know 
fourth wall humor. So he also calls Liu Kang or no, when, when he's about to train with Liu Kang, right, with like the leg sweeping moment, he says, OK, but none of that Harry Potter shit, like specifically yeah. that Harry Potter shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking back to like the uh, the Space Jam 2 trailer that's coming up soon. Oh, right. Fuck. We're like tons of WB references in there. Like, again, they reference Gandalf in that. Right. And it's just I don't know. I'm kind of curious what you guys think about. Like, are you cool with like future WB movies being cheeky? Like, man, look at all of these other things wb owns remember lord of the rings we're gonna leverage that in ready player one i can't trust them already they've abused this to the um they they have lost their privileges in my mind for using their own uh references because in the space jam trailer the boys from uh clockwork orange maybe fresh off of uh, murdering someone like a homeless person in the street are like courtside being like, Ooh, whoa, granny, she's going to kick it old school. And it's like, nope, nope. You have not learned where and when to use the characters that you own. Mm -hmm. You need to rethink that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a bit of a, that's a bit of an odd choice. I mean, but I'm sure it's just there for people like, you know, who saw a clock report and should be like, Oh, I, I, I will say though that making an entire movie that's like kind of based around its references is like, okay, it's it's, it's cheeky move. I get it. You're doing it for marketing and I I don't know. I'm going to watch it because it's, it's schlock, whatever. But the idea of like taking advantage of your properties um, and then using it to kind of ground your movie in reality, I think is a, is a strong way of doing it. And like, obviously you didn't make this movie in a vacuum. Like the universe doesn't exist in a vacuum, especially if it's like modern day or whatever. Um, right. If it gets to the point where obviously it's just, you know, product placement or something like that, then that that's a whole other thing. But I, I definitely don't hate it when movies just kind of have, they use brands and stuff like that because it's like, yeah, we live in a world where there's, we're surrounded by advertising and brands in a, a world yeah we live in a oh. society um <laughs> i like we went different it, it, it's just really like weird when movies kind of have to sidestep that really hard you know mm-hmm. and just kind of have to go out of their way to not show that even though we're kind of inundated with it and so when they do do that it's like yeah that's that's closer to like the reality we live in i suppose yeah i mean like i agree with you right in terms of it's cool when when it's more based in reality or it feels like it's reality but i think back to like so part for part of this uh episode we're doing i also watched sonic the hedgehog the movie because i was like i'm curious how another video game movie has fared right um Mm. it's fine it's whatever but uh i will say that in that movie they do a similar thing where they ground it in reality by making references to like uber and like social media and shit olive garden olive gardens because when one. you're there your family your family and it's not just like oh haha olive garden right like spoilers for sonic the hedgehog i guess at the end of the movie the the main character that isn't sonic like the the human dude his reward is a 50 dollars gift card to olive garden and the person who gives it to him is like wink wink because when you're there your family and it's like that is weird that's just an, it is a, yeah it's an advertisement right yeah um so sonic is basically an 80 minute advertisement for olive garden um and i worry that if mortal kombat keeps picking up steam like if we see a mortal kombat 2 what if it becomes like an advertisement for lord of the rings Uh, 4 return of the king again uh, return of the king again he's back yeah the amazon the lord of the Rings series 
presented yeah. by Amazon. Oh Did we mention Amazon? Jeff Bezos. Um, Be- Bezos is yeah, Smeagol. Be- Bezos um, is <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I don't... Precious. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, we're, we're never going to truly have, you know, any sort of entertainment media that's, like, completely accurate to our reality just because it, it would be logistically impossible as you, you know that's that's a lot of brands you have to get mm. on board it's just why like recreations of cities and video games like they usually look different and things like that mm-hmm. so yeah it is uh I'm, I'm glad you brought up like that this is a video game movie it is and historically those are bad those are really bad yeah. i mean the og uh mortal Kombat film from what was it 1999 five, five. um five the year i was yep. born mm-hmm. um <laughs> reveal my age uh not good no it's uh, fun and it's a fun movie kept, if you like campy 90s yeah. action movies but it's not like Schlocky. a good tm movie yeah mm-hmm. but i classified sonic the hedgehog as a good video game movie because it didn't like predicate on the fact that it was a video game if that makes mm. sense same here like at the end when they were like okay we're gonna go do the one-on-one fights i was like okay here's the video game part right like here's here's the part that is like a shot for shot recreation of like a round of mortal Kombat, basically mm. um which i think is is a good way to call back while not simultaneously being like let's recreate scenes from the game yeah I mean, and the thing is with, with something like Mortal Kombat is is it's such a schlocky, ridiculous, over-the-top concept to begin with as a video game. It's like, not quite on the level, but it's almost like making a movie out of Tetris, right? Where it's... It was, it was made for arcades. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's an arcade like, that's game. That's where we began. So, like, there's yeah. no, at least, especially with the 1995 movie, there's no, like, through-line story there to go off of, you know? This is just, like, a game where, you know, you have people that are rotoscoped into this game fight each other. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, with this movie, it's like, you know, they have a little bit more to go off of. And so it's, a, but it's still a little shallow. Like I was talking about before, it's, it doesn't get into things as much as you, you would probably want to. I think as a video game movie, this is a solid one. It's not like the worst, right? This isn't, um, yeah. I don't know what's a really bad, like, like the original super Mario brothers movie, at least they, they, Oh yeah, my God. Like, hey, that was a gem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a gem in its own right because it's a fun, ridiculous movie. But um, I think Mortal Kombat kind of leans on the source material a little bit harder than something like that, mm. you know, which, which, which maybe is a more uh, contemporary comp comparison would be than like um, the Monster Hunter movie, mm. the live action Monster Hunter movie versus yeah. the live action Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, cuz I think this Mortal Kombat movie it does rely on a lot of like you need to know Mortal Kombat at least a little bit to get a lot of this, right? Like mm. you know, it's it's very like I think especially of the villains in this movie, right? A lot of them are why they got beef. Well, not only that, but a lot of those characters kind of suck. Like the most you learn about is probably Cabal, right? And and like the most you get is like, oh, he's somehow connected to Kano. Like in their story but goro yeah. forearm strong man raiko hammer he's, strong he's... man nitara flying strong lady melina scary uh bite teethy strong lady right like like there's such simple um vignettes i wouldn't even call them characters or just like oppositions yeah for mm. the good guys to buzzsaw in half or shoot a fucking you know laser beam through their stomach or whatever right like mm-hmm. 
they're just there to be defeated not really to like be characters yeah they're they're fodder mm. um and i think that does kind of circle back towards like this the show could have worked out better as a mini miniseries or this movie could have worked out better as a miniseries or a series in general because when you have such a you know huge cast of characters having that format allows you to take more time to flesh them out um yeah. but you know for what it is, it's it's fine. It does lean pretty heavily on you having prior, prior knowledge of the games. And they don't fill out even Shang Tsung at all. Like, Shang Tsung's like the main big bad, and you don't really know much about him. You know he's a sorcerer, and he can suck souls out, and he's bad, and he wants I to only, enslave humanity. And we only learned that in, like, the last bit, is yeah. that, like, when uh, Raiden was like, sorcerer, and it's like, oh, okay, he's a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah, and otherwise, he's just like this, like, I'm... Just want to watch Earthrealm burn, I guess. Yeah. He's the Joker. Yeah, I'm just evil for the sake of being evil. By the way... Slavery. He wants slavery. Kind of disappointed they didn't bring back the original actor who played mm. Shang Tsung in the 90s movie. I, I, um, I'm going to look him up because I want to shout him out. But yeah, like... some Just not very intimidating. It was more like, yeah, he's evil. That's kind of it. Kerry Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Tagawa was the guy's name mm. who played Chang Sung. Um, yeah. Uh, and they even went as far as bringing him back as the Shang Tsung design in Mortal Kombat 11. So I was kind of really surprised they didn't want to bring him back in some sense. And actually, I was surprised the lack of callbacks to the original movie, period. Like, we didn't even, I don't even think we got a cameo. Well, it doesn't I, exist. I think this is supposed to be like a, a reboot. You know, it's supposed to be like, this is the brand new Mortal Kombat universe. Fair. That's fair. I, I don't know, because, you know, there were so many references to, like, game stuff already and, like, the, the series history. I just... They don't want you to acknowledge that part I, of the I history. Guess not. Yeah, it was just a kind of a surprising lack thereof mm. of cameos from there. Um, But, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I guess we're just going to fight a new big bad in the next one. They, I mean, they, they show a lot of uh, Shao Kahn. You get a lot of Shao Kahn statues and pictures of him and stuff. So I think they're just alluding to Shao Kahn being the big bad for the next one. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even made it to the tournament yet, I guys. I know, that was really surprising. I was like, so we're going to get to the tournament before the end of this movie? Because I think that, honestly, that that's kind of one where the movie kind is uh, gets a little, I don't know, shaky for me? Like, because towards the end... We have less than a month to train for the yeah, tournament. Yeah, they're, like, pushing pushing it and pushing it in our face. Like, you you know, this tournament's coming up. We got to train and fight for it or whatever. Get ready. And towards the end of the movie, it or the middle, maybe the end of the movie, it started to feel like they were just waiting around for fights to happen. I mean, fucking I... shit. Like, they're sitting in the secret temple, right? That's supposed to be this, this place that no one knows about that they can train and prepare and find their arcanas. And then Shang Tsung just kind of appears... He just teleports directly there. Like, he knows exactly where you guys are. And so then from there, the movie just turns into like, okay, when are these people just going to show up? I mean, the, the writers can essentially just make these characters show up at any given time. So the writing just feels like they were in the writer's room. And like, yeah, so we're training, we're training, we're training. And then Sub-Zero shows up. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the trouble when you write this movie to have characters like, like Raiden can teleport anyone anywhere. And so can, I guess, Shang Tsung. I assume those cloudy, the dark cloudy bits are his powers. So mm. when geography isn't really an issue, it it kind of brings up a lot of questions. So like with Raiden, right? Like 
I'm going to bring you to the secret temple no one knows about. Oh, no, the temple got infiltrated. I'm going to bring you to the secret hyperbolic time chamber that no one knows about. Why not just bring them to the, the void, the white void, right? Like mm. from the beginning where they can train and not be bothered. And then why only now are we going and finding the other champions? Like, why weren't you doing that before? Yeah, that was going to be... I was like, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm I, To Daly's point, because we get this whole montage, this whole, like, good, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie spent on Sonya, Cole, and Kano traveling to find this temple. And mm-hmm. if Raiden was so desperately trying to seek out <laughs> these champions to defend Earth, them. just literally, like, lightning transport there, like, what the fuck? Like, especially because I I thought that when they showed up that um Cole was going to meet like his great grandmother or something that Raiden kept her, but like that entire like I I just thought it was weird that they didn't push harder for like okay well how did he become like an orphan on the south side of Chicago did Raiden just like dump his uh great grandmother somewhere and like was like. We'll figure it out. I'll find your ancestor later. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened there or why he wasn't more curious as to what happened there. Yeah. And why? It, yeah. And then why that point, too, like in Cole's time? Like, did he not know about like, was there no other fighters in his lineage? Like, I don't know. Like, why wouldn't you like raise like the the Hanzo family? And to become because they're champions and he was born with it so it just gets passed down i'm confused yeah i mean it it did feel a little bit like because when raiden does meet cole right remember when cole like can't awaken his powers raiden's like i'm disappointed in you basically right like he's a disappointed father (gasps) well you fucking dumped my ancestor (laughs) yeah it's it's like you knew he would get the birthmark because i guess that's transferable by children so why not set him up for a little bit more success? Right. And like, also, when you think about it, how lucky is it that is Cole that he ended up being an MMA fighter? Like, imagine if his job was like a nine to five desk job and he's not that fit anymore. And then all of a sudden he, he needs gets to get caught up. Yeah, yeah he gets kidnapped and is like, hey, you got to fight like superpowered beings. Because with Liu, he was also an orphan and it was like, um, he gave me a brother and a purpose. Mm. And it's like. What does Cole get? Fighting. Yeah. Yep. And then then you have like this older character guy that like you think might be his like coach or fa- some sort of father. Figure, but it goes nowhere. He's just like, yeah, you gotta got another fight coming up. And then Cole's just like, yeah, I'm done fighting for like $200 a match. And where are you going? Hollywood. Is he going physically or is he going via lightning bolt? Another question. <laughs> I don't know. Because you, you, geography like, you know, doesn't matter. Just have Raiden put anyone anywhere. Because I mean, if he so desperately needs these these fighters, then you think he would just be more on top of it. And he's not on top. He's he's been procrastinating well, for a long time. The now. other thing is, is he's like, you know, I can't interfere with the fate of like Earthrealm. I can only help prepare for it. It was something mm-hmm. along those lines. And and because. He comes in and, and saves uh, Cole at the end, doesn't he? Because of it, or, or like, or like out of nowhere, just comes and saves him. But then, like at another point, he lets Kung Lao die, and doesn't Does interfere save... there. No, I don't. 
does he save Cole at the end? Or I thought he it was somebody. Scorpion Something versus happens Sub-Zero. What's that? It was Scorpion versus Sub-Zero at the end, right? Yeah, but... Ra- Raiden doesn't. Yeah, but Raiden comes in at the end and he, like, he interferes in some way and they talk about it. Cause I remember them saying, like, it's like, oh, I thought you don't interfere with, like, the affairs of Earthrealm or whatever. Um, and Raiden's like, well, yeah, like, sometimes I make an exception, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you can do that, but you, you're going to let Kung Lao die, who's apparently one of your strongest champions. He has a hat. Yeah. He has a, hat. A, he has a Frisbee hat. Yeah. And also... It was, it was just so much better when the hat was off. I was like, oh, yes, you're better without the hat. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's his signature thing, so they had to have it. And I did appreciate they did, like, the whole, like, saw blade fatality thing. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty. Rad. Yeah, that was that, that was pretty sick, and I was like, "There goes the CG budget for this movie." Um, Liu Kang was a very weird character to me. Mm. Liu Kang was very like they they decided to go this direction with him, where he's like this very lethargic monk esque character, and I don't think he's really that way in the games, nor was he like that in the original film. I I would call him more stoic, not lethargic. He's not like he's lazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I guess that's more of a way to look at it. But he was very like seraphon to space. And then you have these awkward moments where he's just like striking poses for like mm. no apparent reason. I think they could have done cooler stuff with the fire. I, I didn't have really any problem with this character, but I thought that there could have been like I'm, I appreciate he did the in air multiple kick thing. Yeah, the bicycle. Oh, the bicycle but bicycle, yeah. I feel like I feel like there could have been cooler stuff with fire because that's like such a. A cool power. I mean, Fireballs he, are cool. He did the fire dragon thing. Yeah, that, 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 that oh, was pretty yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the best parts of the movies for sure. Yeah. That was cool. And then he cauterizes Cole's wound with it, which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But overall, he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm here to take you to the temple. And I do some fighting and some training. And, uh, and he sweeps the leg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was a weird choice because, I mean, in the original film... Liu Kang is like the the MC. He's the main character, um, and in this one, he's just brushed aside. Even though he's pretty important in the lore of Mortal Kombat, he's the choice, like one of the chosen warriors, of course. And a lot of the story and lore toward the beginning centers around him because of that. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want more. I want more, which means like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the next films. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, overall, I'm still interested in where this series can go. Um, I, I think where some of, like, I know we've been criticizing a lot, and I think part of it is just that, like, they wanted to fit so much in up front because this is, like, their only chance. This is, like, their pilot, right? And if it sucked, we wouldn't get an MKCU. So I think this was just them being, like, shotgun MKC. approach, right? Like, here's everything here's all the cool stuff you like remember that fatality you remember when kano says kano wins you remember when sonya blade shoots a stump a hole through someone's stomach and the camera looks through that stomach hole to see her you know it's just a, it's a lot of like fan service mixed with cool moments mm-hmm. um and i think as much as we've been ragging on cole i do hope that the next movie if they make one really does something interesting with him because i think there is a cool literary device you can use where he starts out as an MMA fighter. So he's a caged fighter. Right. And then in the oh. final fight where he just kind of sits there and gets in the way of the really cool Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight, he's also in a cage. Right. But now he's free and he's looking for Johnny Cage. 
And I feel I feel like there's something. You could there's do. something. I don't you, know what it is, but yeah. there's something here. You could do something with that. I don't know. Cages. <laughs> I feel like you just like you would go into the boardroom at WB and just like write on like a whiteboard like cages exclamation point question mark cages cages cages. I, yeah. I, is your wait? Is the next step in this that you hope they play Bullet with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins? Maybe I just, or maybe it's like in the next movie, Johnny Cage like overshadows him and Cole feels like he's useless. And then in the final fight against Shao Kahn, he becomes the main, like, he's the reason Despite they win. on my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. But then he breaks out of that cage by <laughs> by um, stepping up, you know, and 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 uh, overshadowing Johnny Cage finally, and now he becomes a true protagonist. And maybe that's when we'll like him. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. He gets a cool mask thing. Maybe he'll get more of his outfit in every movie. Oh, because I thought it was weird. It was just a shirt, like not even gloves. It was shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. Like, is this something you were thinking about, like this whole podcast, or just like you were waiting? <laughs> Talk. Oh, the cage yeah, thing. Cage, cage. Thing. cage. No, I mean, I noticed the cage thing while while watching the movie. I don't really think they were going for anything. I think it gotcha. just happened to be like, I don't know. Let's make Scorpion and Sub Zero fight in a cage because that's cool. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Inconsistency. This is my final. This is my final inconsistency. I will rag on. Okay, so when Sub-Zero kidnapped the family, mm -hmm. he took them to the old, the boxing gym, the, the MMA fighting gym, and so that's why he was able to find them, and then they fought, and then even after Sub-Zero was killed, there's still all this fucking ice, but then at the very end of the movie, we're in the gym, and it's totally fine. Was that a different gym, or? I, I think so. Who cleaned up the gym? Oh, I think it, I didn't. It was it was a different yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't think it was the same gym. I don't remember if they said that or not. Because it had the because it had the painted window where it's a gym. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was the same. It both, it, the, the locker room looked exactly the same. You're talking about like right before we see like the Johnny Cage poster on the corkboard and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I think that is the same gym. And I I remember when we were watching, I was like, man, they just lost. If they rent out that gym, they just lost their security Even deposit. <laughs> Even if it's not the same gym, how many gyms do we have access to, <laughs> like ease of access to, in that he was like, you know what, I'm going to take your family well, here. Well, you know, I, because I think you fight I think at a gym. You're forgetting daily. It's July. Uh, snow, ice would melt. Ah, yes. I mean, he had a limited option. Dude, but your gym's going to flood. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a little water damage. Yeah, I mean, it's it's water. Whatever. I thought daily. I thought you were getting at the fact that uh, Sub Zero, aka Bihan, uh, takes his family and holds them hostage instead of just killing them outright. Uh, because I thought that was. Oh, he wanted him to. He wanted to. Bring yeah, him, but come but it was me. like, what's the point? I mean, he literally kills Hanzo's family at the beginning of the movie. He's, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't. I feel like they the they would have died given enough time and that's why he focused on getting them out and that's why when scorpion showed up he did the fire thing yeah i yeah. mean that that's, the that's fair i i don't know but that, that was that was something i was a little like, time was ticking oh, wait. is what is what it communicated to me wait no scorpion's fire thing that melted all the ice duh 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all of it. All of it. The whole gym. Sure. I mean, he's fucking powerful. Whatever. He's not Nether Flames. Okay. Nether Fire. Okay. I I did appreciate, though, they did do, like, they referenced Scorpion's fatality where he takes off his mask and he blows fire and he has a skull. I I liked the magic trick of he keeps putting it on and taking it off and he's just like, I'm just a grandpa with a mustache. No, actually, I'm a skeleton man (laughs) from hell. (laughs) Yeah. Skeleton was, was, er, Skeleton. Scorpion was my favorite part of the movie, I think. He was just really dope. Oh yeah, he's he's the shonen protagonist oh, who finally absolutely. arrives on the scene just in time. You know that's yeah, totally. What he, Scorpion he always is. says a cool thing, but only some of us are able to appreciate it. Apparently, poor Cole is like, what did he fucking say? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's like they Scorpion comes into the scene. Get over here, speaking English. Mm-hmm. Clearly, yes. he knows English. They established this. Yes. And then at the end, where he has to say something really important and urgent, Oreno Kazoku desu. to his like, like something about my like protect my bloodline. Yeah, it, bloodline. Oh, mama. and you're just assuming this dude knows Japanese. Like, why are you speaking Japanese? It makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Well, if fucking Thunder God would have actually like raised his daughter. And not just presumably thrown her somewhere, then Cole would have grown up knowing Japanese, probably. Or I don't know. Maybe even knowing who Hanzo is, maybe. Or yeah, you know that. knowing his. There, I, I definitely thought story-wise there should have been more about like, aren't you curious about like where you come from? Like, like no. you're you have this birthmark and everything, and he's like, nah, I'm just North and whatever. I don't have any family issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the other things I want to say about this movie too before I forget about it was they say the F word like so many times in this movie like this is if there were like an Fuck. F word counter in the bottom right hand corner of this movie I I don't even, I don't even know I, I lost count like how many times they say fuck fuck this you know it's rated R they gotta you know they had the license to do it might as well but there, there was like it was like up to a certain point that they had never said it. I think the first time fuck is said is when i think it's when they're in the car with jacks like cole and his daughter are in the car with jacks and somebody says fuck and then after that the floodgates just open like people are throwing fuck left and right like and then kano comes on screen and like all hell breaks loose like all bets are off and it's just like fuck this fuck that and then sony's like fucking a and (laughs) god i forgot she says fucking a fucking a (laughs) and Also, Sonia, Sonia, some advice. Make a digital backup of your years and years of research instead of just having wallpaper of research. She's like, all this research lost. (laughs) This is the universe with Gandalf and Harry Potter, and she didn't back up anything on a thumb drive? Come on. Yeah. I don't know, man. What, what What a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it, though, and I will definitely watch a second one. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you have my money. I I hope they do more interesting things, and I hope they're they're not afraid to like uh, use less characters and focus it more, right? Because you know, like I said earlier, this is a very shotgun approach, and I'd like to see them. Because like even even the main characters that I do like, like Sonya and Jax, right? It's like I don't know that much about them. I know they served in the military together, but that's like about it. 
Yeah, like what's their what's yeah, their relationship? I thought they that would have been in like they were in the same unit and then they encountered a guy that had arcana powers and Jax killed him and he got the mark like I'll watch that story if they want to do a thing like the fucking MCU and make a Sonia and Jax miniseries mm-hmm. and just have like those smaller character focused stories. I think that could work out really well. Yeah, I, I don't know how much they're going to dive into that, though, because I mean, if the next movie, right, it's like Johnny Cage is probably going to play a big role. And mm. if they follow the canon, I mean, Sonya and Johnny get together. So I imagine the second movie would be setting a lot, setting up a lot of their relationship. Yeah, mm. Who knows? Yeah, I I mean, I can't we'll wait. Though, it's like when they introduce like yeah, Johnny Cage is going to be the next one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Johnny Cage is going to be yeah. great in the second movie when it gets made. Yeah, he's just going to be K- what Kano did in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bonus round, except is he? he's American, right? So no no accent. Mm-hmm. He's a Hollywood boy. I did, I did read on, on Wikipedia, so don't know how true this is, but apparently Ed Boon modeled Johnny Cage after Jean-Claude Van Damme. And origi- nice. Oh, I yeah, can see that. And originally, they wanted to make Mortal Kombat essentially a Jean-Claude Van Damme video game, but they couldn't, like, get the rights they couldn't get john claude van damme on board so they just they they, they made little combat instead mm. van damn yeah, it van oh i get it um you but that's why uh johnny cage's move set is a lot of john claude van damme-esque moves aka the splits into a groin punch mm-hmm. that sort of thing with with green energy yeah ah. exactly looking forward yes. to it okay well this was Mortal Kombat 2021, I, I guess, would you call it a spoiler cast? I, I don't know, but it's us talking about it. Spoil- Partially. Spoiler review cast. Yeah, spoiler review cast. Did you guys watch Mortal Kombat? Or did you, I would be really curious what you think hearing about this just without watching the movie, if you didn't watch the movie and then you listen to this podcast. But regardless of what you thought about it, what you thought about the show, write into us at Everything in Poderation on Twitter, or Everything in Pod, I always mess that up. Everything in Pod on Twitter. And then everything in pod at gmail.com. And you can write into us just like David Portnov did at the beginning of this show. Uh, but that's it. Thank you for listening. All about Mortal Kombat. This remember to watch Attack on Titan. Yes, for remember next to week. watch, watch Attack, Attack on Titan, on Titan, Titan for next week. Um also uh uh I'm struggling. I'm up because my mind wants to ma- I want to make a Mortal Kombat reference at the end of this, but my I'm just struggling because we've already t- Test your yeah. mic. Yes. I've got it, I've got it. Game!